I'm Katie. And this is I'm Not Scared, You're Scared. A horror movie podcast. Hey, horror fans, if you like what you're hearing, follow us on Instagram at I'm Not Scared, You're Scared. Please subscribe on Spotify or iTunes and give us a great rating. It'll help spread the word. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. We are talking about we're here in the daytime again um <laughs> so that's like last time weird yeah and if we sound more alert it's, uh, yeah it's... <laughs> i haven't had anything to drink no day drinking <laughs> so, um, we are here to talk about your next from 2011 um i rewatched it i've forgotten i watched it already and rewatched it and i was like oh i really liked this movie so <laughs> It, it was a good one. Um, but before we, like, dive into it, uh, I'm going to ask Katie, what's new with you? Oh, what's new with me? Um, well, you know, we we were both kind of in that period after Halloween where we're kind of depressed mm-hmm. that we're not, you know, every cable channel's not showing a string of horror movies and, you know, we don't have spooky decorations up anywhere else except still in Meredith's house. Yeah. Um, her year-round stuff. Um but I finally um, did get to finish the Fear Street trilogy that came out on Netflix. It came out a while ago, and they dropped the movies, I think, one at a time. Yeah, like once a week. Or, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It took about um, a few weeks for all them all to come out. And um, Grace and I watched the first one together, and it kind of, like, uh, if you're not familiar with it, like, chronology-wise, it worked its way backwards, but it was, like, kind of one story, but told in reverse. And so the first movie was set, like, present day, and then the second one was set in, like, the 70s? It was, like, the mm-hmm. the summer camp setting, the, like, meatballs. The first one was 90s. Oh, it was the 90s? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Um, and then the third it one was... times. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Shut up. Everyone shut up. <laughs> Pay no attention to that. Uh, yeah, and then the third one was um, in colonial times, um, like Salem Witch Trials type scenario. Um, but we had only watched the first one and then stopped, and so I finally got back on that horse and, and watched the second and third ones. And it was really fun. I mean, Fear Street is like, we're that Fear Street generation, mm-hmm. Meredith and I, oh, yeah. where you know it was like you started on Goosebumps, and then when you got mm-hmm. a little too old for Goosebumps, then you moved to Fear Street. Leveling, I call that leveling up. Leveling up, that's right. More scary. <laughs> Using your your wow terminology. Yeah, I'm like, I'm leveling up. <laughs> no, scary stories, then Goosebumps, then yeah, Fear Street. Exactly. Um, And so uh, I really liked it. I did think it was kind of interesting because Fear Street would have been like, you know, the level below Stephen King in theory Mm -hmm. um, for what we read when we were kids. Um, And that was the inspiration um, for these movies, kind of like the setting and everything. But this it would have kind of unexpected, pretty hardcore sex scenes. Mm hmm. Um, that were like, you know, it was, it seemed like it was like all fun and games and kids and, and everything's fine. And then you'd get something that you were like, oh, wow. Oh, they're doing that now. Okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> it was In kind the of 70s surprising. When they're like very free with their sex. Yeah. But I mean, sex. even the colonial one, because like the, um, two main characters are a lesbian couple in all three, you know, time periods, um, mm-hmm. these teenage girls. And so... I mean, it was just, it was kind of surprising. Um, sometimes those scenes, they seemed more adult than the rest of the movie mm-hmm. um, really read as for me. Yeah, yeah. I love the second one. That's my favorite. I loved the characters and I love 
that actress. Um, she's also in Stranger Things. Yeah, the redhead. Max. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I thought it was really fun, and um, uh, I, the music, like I mentioned, is so good in the '90s one and the the '70s. There was not much music, obviously, in the colonial times. One, no, so no, <laughs> very little, sense. very little. <laughs> but I really thought it was a fun, a really fun story. I liked, I liked it. Yeah, and it, it was, was creative. Good. It was a little different. A uh, different take on on some stuff and some good characters and c- mm-hmm. a couple of twists and turns. Mm-hmm. Twists yeah. and turns, and I loved how the the counselor that in the second one was like a Stevie King fan. Yeah, and all that. And I was like, but yes. he was like, it was they were talking about him like because he was like this unknown author at mm-hmm. the time. And yeah, they were like, like, it's so obscure guy. that you so- we both like this person that nobody's heard of. And we're like, oh my gosh, I know him. And yeah. then you feel like a dork. But anyway, <laughs> so I liked it. Too, yeah, so I'm glad but, you watched it. I'm glad it's good. I don't know if I have much else new with me, but what's new with you? Um, I finished my report cards. I've been like shouting it from the rooftops because <laughs> that's like an anvil hanging over your head. Like, yeah. But I will really be shouting from the rooftops when I'm done with parent-teacher conferences, which is all next week. So oh, you haven't done any yet this year? No. Mm-mm, oh, see, we do our first round of parent-teacher conferences, like, halfway through the first grading period. Mm-hmm. So we had those back in, like, the beginning of October. Yeah, yeah. They do it always at report card time for each trimester. and mm-hmm. Well, for sure, the first trimester, and then I think as needed right. for, you know, moving forward. Like, uh, students who need the extra support and, you know, yeah. I, you know, and there were parents who have, like, a super academically gifted child, and they're like, I need a parent-teacher conference. I'm like, okay, fine. I'll meet well. It's doing great. Yep. That's but all I, know, I really have to say about what it. What else do you want from me? <laughs> and then we started watching Ted Lasso on oh, yeah. Apple TV. Oh, okay. Love that show. I've never seen it, obviously. It's so good. Um, I don't know. I wasn't sure if I'd like it, because it's sort of che- super oh. cheesy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I've enjoyed I enjoyed it, and I love Roy. He, mm-hmm. He's, Roy like, stolen my heart. Yeah. yeah. He was, he was the, um, the sleeper hit out of that, that whole oh, cast. definitely. He's, like, de- I, I don't know. I love him. Whenever he's on the screen, he's, mm-hmm. like, like <laughs> growling all the time. And I'm, like, I love him. Um, yeah. So it's a, it's a good one. And I've just been... Playing video games with the exception of all last week because I was doing report cards. Mm-hmm. So it'll be, um, you know, moving forward video game time since <laughs> I've done that. Um, no, no more work. <laughs> no more work. Except for at work hours and a lot of times on the weekends because yeah. I go to school all the time. Yeah. It's the teacher life. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yay, it's the weekend. I get to get ready for next week. I'm like, yay, it's the weekend. I'm going to go use the copier. No one's there. I'm going to go use it in the laminator. <laughs> That's me. Well, it's hard because I'm five minutes from my school, so I'm like same. Yeah, I'm like so it's tempting just to be like, well, I could just go. There's no line at the copier. Yeah. I could just go do this. I'm not gonna real... print this at home. Yeah. Use their toner. I could just do it. It's fine. <laughs> I have a problem. Anyway, so okay, so you took care of the synopsis for your next. Um, so do you? Go ahead. I'm ready to listen. <laughs> I have a few things I wrote. I showed you my notes. It's like one, two, three, four bullet points. That's all I wrote. Excellent. <laughs> well, jump in whenever they feel pertinent and okay. share away because I, um, you could argue that this is one of the least complex plots ever developed. Sure. And yet I wrote two and a half pages on <laughs> in my synopsis. 
Yeah, so yeah, apologies okay. in advance, but I'm going to take you on the ride with us. So the if ride. you <laughs> if you haven't watched it, when this is done, you will feel like you've watched it. Yeah, and twists it, and turns. Yeah. And if you have watched it, then you will have all of the bloody visuals in your brain as you listen to these. Meat cleavers abound. <laughs> yes. So um, as Meredith said, Your Next came out in 2011, and it was my pick for this November movie because I was thinking, oh, Thanksgiving, because there is this whole idea of this, you know, family gathering together at a vacation house Uh um, that is like the, you know, the uh, setting for the movie. And I was like, oh, and it's, you know, doesn't go well like so many Thanksgiving family gatherings can. Uh Um, So that was my idea for picking it. And also because I absolutely love it. Um, but it, it opens with a great little sex scene. Um, Mm -hmm. it's this big secluded house out in the woods. Um, and then after a while, the man's showering, the woman gets murdered. (laughs) She's (laughs) making also, she also made a, what do you call it? Screwdriver. Yeah. She made herself a little drink, a little drink. I know. And I was like, that's definitely a college age drink. That girl's like, (laughs) yeah. Um, and then, so the man comes out of the shower to find the message, you're next, written in blood on the windows, and then he sees her body, uh, and then he gets eliminated himself with a machete by someone who's wearing a plastic animal mask. Mm-hmm. Um, so we go from there to, next we start meeting the members of the family who own the, I put, huge, equally secluded, but more fancy manor nearby. Because we're mm-hmm. clearly, like, we're we're out in, like, a, a woodsy-type area, but it's not, like, cabins. These are, like, big, nice houses. It's like the country in Connecticut. Yes, Ooh. yeah, something along those lines. And so it's, like, they're not actually, like, away from civilization, mm-hmm. but they're pretty secluded from their neighbors in these big, expensive houses. Yeah, yeah. And so this house is not even a primary residence. Um, it it's is like a vacation a house. Tudor mansion, yeah. sort of. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's like English countryside-ish, almost looking like they were going for. Yeah, yeah. So our couple, Paul and Aubrey, who are like this, I don't know, like couple in their 50s or late 50s or something, arriving and they're getting this family vacation house ready for a gathering of their children and their children's spouses and partners to celebrate Paul and Aubrey's anniversary. And so right away, we start seeing some red flags. When they arrive, the front door's open. Aubrey hears footsteps upstairs. So we're like, ooh, this is a creepy big house. Um, and then soon, the first child to arrive is their son, Crispin. And he shows up with his Australian girlfriend, Erin, who is meeting the family for the first time. And so these are kind of like our, you know, some of the more main characters is Crispin and, and this girl, Erin. Um, and then on the first night there, when it's just Paul and Aubrey and Crispin and Aaron at the house, um, at one point we glimpse the reflection of someone wearing one of those animal masks um, as they're watching Aubrey inside the house through the window. Mm-hmm. So we're like, oh, these people that were at that other house are at this house now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so the next day we meet the rest of the siblings. So Crispin's got his brother, Drake, and Drake's wife, Kelly. His sister, He's Amy. He's such a douche. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. No, they're, <laughs> they're a real cast of characters. Like, they... They hit all kinds of notes with these siblings and then their partners. And it was just, I think that that's what made it like jive to me so much of like a big family gathering. So entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of different personalities that are all supposed to like come together and have this nice family time. And Mm -hmm. that's not exactly how it plays out. Um, But yeah, so we have Drake and Kelly, then um, Kristen's sister, Amy, and her boyfriend, Tariq 
who um, is also meeting the family for the first time, and then the youngest sibling, Felix, and his girlfriend, Z. So Z is also new to the family. So the all of these um, kids are bringing their partners to meet the family for the first time, which also makes mm-hmm. a family dinner extra special yeah. when you have, like, and new... Z, Z's, like... She reminded me of Olivia Wilde, her face. A little bit, uh-huh. yeah. And, like, but, like, super gothy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, bob, bl- uh, haircut, black. Mm-hmm. And a lot of eyeliner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then Tariq is very, like, he's, like, wearing a knitted scarf indoors at the dinner table, like, super arty. Lots of linen. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um... They're, you know, the whole family's in the house now, and we're around the dinner table. This is, like, the celebratory anniversary dinner for the parents, all ten family members there. And Drake, uh, who I think we kind of deduce going through as the oldest, um, immediately starts, you know, he's he's starting shit with his siblings. Um, He's kind of baiting Tariq about his underground documentary filmmaking, and then he starts provoking Crispin about how Aaron uh, used to be his student before they were dating. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's just, he's just starting shit with his siblings as mm-hmm. you know brothers do sometimes um and so within minutes the table is like erupting in like huge arguments all over the place and during this point Tariq like gets up from the table approaches the window it kind of seems like he sees something outside and then an arrow goes through his head mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um and they don't even notice at first because they're all busy they're like, like, like you don't know like daddy daddy make him like, huh. <laughs> um, so more arrows start flying through the windows as the family's like panicking, and then another arrow gets um, goes into Drake's back, like not killing him, but it's like buried in his back. He was like rescuing his mom too, like yeah. trying to run in front of her. So it's um, kind of crazy. And so we we get this like kind of our first little glimpse of Erin, our Australian girl, being like impressively cool in a crisis. Um, she's like totally taking charge. Everybody else is freaking the fuck out. Mm-hmm. And um, she's like, you know, getting everybody down, moving them out of the room. She uh, grabs a fireplace poker, picks up a dining chair to use as a shield from the windows as she's running out of the room. Like, so another arrow comes through and like goes through the dining chair she's holding, would have mm-hmm. gone like right in her head if she hadn't had it. Um, and I loved that, like, during all of this, like, chaos and screaming and fear and terror, um, they're still having these, like, time-worn sibling arguments, like, that Crispin is fat, and, like, <laughs> nobody thinks I that know. Amy can do anything. She's sitting there going, you never think I can, nobody believes in me. I know, and Felix is like, they're using phone jammers, and they're like, you're such a scumbag, Felix. How do you know? And she's like, I'm sorry. Don't you tell me I'm a scumbag. Oh, my gosh. Like, hilarious. I was laughing so hard. I was like, like they're literally like a dead like dead guy laying on the floor next to them and they're like stop calling me fat I just have a round face I know know. (laughs) he's like I can run he's like you don't run anywhere you fat ass (laughs) (laughs) so yeah that was that was a really entertaining uh, little uh, moment there Um, and so yeah in this um, uh, situation like they're trying to none of their cell phones are working which is why they um, you know the topic of a jammer comes up Um, and so then they're like you know somebody's got to run for help and they're debating about who should run which is how you know Crispin being fat comes up and then Amy's like I can do it and they're like you can't do it and she's like nobody believes in me I know she's like I can't she took then she took out her earrings for some reason yeah yeah to be super prepared yeah yeah wind resistance (laughs) I was Um, dying yeah, so wait. then um, eventually they're settled on, like, okay, we'll let Amy be the one to run, run, make a run for a car and try and go get help. 
um, because they can't call the cops. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, you know, she takes her earrings off. She takes her, you know, her flats off and everything. And they're standing there ready to, you know, open the door at the very last second so she can bolt through out to the car. Um, And she she does this. Like, they open the door. She runs and runs straight into a... slow motion. Slow motion. Yeah. (laughs) Chariots of fire. It's like... And then there's a, yeah, a wire strung at neck level across the doorway on the outside that slits her throat and kills her. It was so gnarly. Yeah, it was very, like, very realistic. I mean, all it's this is a super gory, bloody movie, and the stuff was really realistic. Yeah, for sure. So Amy is super dead now. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, everybody's, like, freaking out even more now they've got two dead. But Erin is still, like, super cool. Like, she rallies them all to secure the house. She's, like, we got to lock doors. we got to check the windows. Um, the mom is totally hysterical, understandably. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they take her upstairs um, and, you know, to put her on her bed. And I loved at this point I put down this quote because um, Crispin, like, says to Erin, he goes, I've never seen you act like this before. And she goes... Well, it's a unique situation. I know. <laughs> I know. Um, He's like bewildered. And she's like, oh, yeah, I don't know. She's like, well, you know, why would you see me do this before? Mm-hmm. Um, and so Aubrey is alone and sobbing on the bed upstairs. And this part was so creepy. We see somebody just kind of like crawl to the side out from under her bed that mm-hmm. she's laying on. And like she's just crying away. And it's like, like a, wailing. Like, ah! Yeah. And you've got like a wide shot of the bed and you just see him start moving out from under the bed. Mm-hmm. It um, made me think of Luther. Did you ever watch that show? No. There's a scene in that show at the BBC British Crime Procedural, mm-hmm. I think, and um, there's a killer that does that exactly, and it's absolutely terrifying. Yeah. And just, like, yeah, that is, it was, like, shot for shot, same kind of thing. Yeah. And inside, you're like, oh, my well, gosh. Well, it's like, because as a kid, like, goes back to being a kid and there being a monster under the bed. Oh, yeah. And except this is, like, you know, real potentially mm-hmm. could really happen, like, human mm-hmm. wanting to murder you under your bed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, uh, it, this person that is, um, creeping out from under the bed is wearing a fox mask. Mm-hmm. Um, so downstairs all of a sudden they hear her screaming and they they run up there um so everybody else runs up to there but Erin is still running around securing windows and everything and as she's at a window in the kitchen this arm smashes through and grabs her hair um but she uh already has a huge knife in her hand because she's not playing around and she like jams it through the arm of the person like pinning it to the win the window frame mm-hmm. so that she can get away and as she like lunges to go get a second knife and like spins around and uh the person's gone Mm-hmm. Um, and so that person was wearing a cat mask. So now we've got we've got a, a, one assailant in a fox mask and one assailant in a cat mask. Yeah. Um, and so uh, after that happens mm-hmm. in the kitchen, um, that we go upstairs. So when everybody responded to Aubrey screaming, they find her dead body in the bed. And again, the message you're next is written in blood on the wall. Um, so everybody leaves and goes back downstairs. Kelly, um, so the oldest's wife, is the last one left upstairs with Aubrey's body, and she hears a noise. So she gets down on the floor and peeks under the bed, and she sees Fox um, and runs screaming downstairs. Um, and she's so panicked that she runs straight out of the house uh, under the wire and um, goes down the road. Um, and then Drake, you know, tries to follow her because he, you know, doesn't want her running out there. Um, but he doesn't duck far enough and the the wire strung across the door catches the arrow that's still sticking out of his back and he passes out from that um 
And so, meanwhile, Kelly makes it all the way to the neighbor's house where the music is still blasting. Um, yeah, the repeated music. And so she's, it's trippy because, like, the guy that was murdered there is, like, propped up, his body's propped up on the sofa with his back to the windows. Yeah. And so it looks like a dude just sitting there. And so she's, like, like pounding on the glass, like, help me, like, screaming and everything. And he's not reacting because yeah, he's like, dead. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, um, but then our third assailant, who's the um, the fella in the sheep mask, um, mm-hmm. catches up with her, um, and we kind of get a good look at sheep. Um, this is the second time that we're seeing him, and his clothes and everything have a very like kind of mercenary military vibe, like mm-hmm. the stuff that he's wearing. Um, and he has like a shaved head and stuff. I don't. Well, we the, can't see that yet at this point because he's got like the, on the side I with think. the mask on. Oh, I I, yeah, I maybe we could see side, that in that scene. Shaved. Yeah, that's shaved possible. Head, close cut. <laughs> crew cat crew cat <laughs> yeah um okay so back at the house so now you know kelly's probably not doing well yeah 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 um so back at the house they have taken drake's like unconscious body and they've kind of like hidden it somewhere to try and keep him safe and aaron has gotten all of these like you know kitchen items that could be used for self-defense and she's bringing them in to like give to everybody um when all of a sudden kelly's body is thrown through the window into the room that they're in and she's followed by our cat mask climbing in after her uh cat attacks aaron and she kicks his ass Mm -hmm. she like destroys him with a meat tenderizer like literally just incapacitates him with it and then beats him to death like in the skull yeah she like trips him whack in the ankle and then she's like smash 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 (laughs) and it's like making a slush sound after a while yeah it 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 was a lot um and like uh, Felix and Z are like in the room when it happens. Mm-hmm. So they're like standing there, like watching her, being like, Ugh. and they're like, oh my god, <laughs> what the hell? Um, and so, meanwhile, Paul, who to re- remind everyone, since these are there's a lot of names, Paul is the dad of the family. He's um, looking around upstairs to try and find the fox mask guy um, because you know Aubrey's dead and Kelly saw something that she ran out after. So he's mm-hmm. looking, um, and he finds a closet where someone has been holed up and hiding where these like water bottles full of pee like mm-hmm. a telltale sign that yeah. somebody's been waiting in this closet snacks and snacks wrappers. yeah little snacks <clears throat> um and so and just then the power goes out so now um felix and z are upstairs and paul is telling them like that this isn't a random attack and they were being targeted um and suddenly the fox appears behind paul and slits his throat um, and like Felix and Z are just kind of stoically watching their dad die. Well, Felix's dad die. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Fox walks up to them and like Felix looks at him and goes, really? You had to do that right in front of me. Mm-hmm. So clearly now we know that Felix and Z have set up this attack on their family. Yeah, definitely. Because he, I mean, they're just like standing there like, oh, yeah. wow, bummer. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. And then you like. aren't running away and then you're just talking to the guy that did it so like clearly Mm -hmm. this is someone that you hired Mm -hmm. um so now like felix has uh sent aaron to the basement to look for the electrical box uh which actually is on the second floor of the house which felix obviously knows and he's just trying to you know get her out of the way 
Um, and so uh, Sheep Mask is stalking through the house, and he finds uh, our Cat Mask dead, what's left of Cat Mask mm-hmm. <laughs> after the meat tenderizer incident. Um, and Sheep is, you know, infuriated by that. Um, and meanwhile, Erin, down at, while she's in the basement, why not find more weapons? She's going through the tools. She's finding anything that she can, um, you know, use to defend herself. Um, and then she's uh, hiding when the um, when the sheep is like moving through the house and everything, um, still in the basement. But he finds her and he breaks through the door. I put, I put Jack Torrance style because yeah, he like beats through one of the panels in the door, and she's like on the other side, not screaming because she's you know a lot more poised than Wendy. Torrance. Torrance was. Yeah, I know. She's she's a lot yeah. more. Yeah, put she's together. spunky. She's a little spunky. I know. Um, and so, but while he's breaking through the door, um, Drake has just regained consciousness, and he stumbles into the scene and distracts Sheep long enough for Aaron to bury an ice pick in Sheep's back. Mm-hmm. Um, so Drake picks up an axe, and Aaron has reclaimed her meat tenderizer, and so in the face of this, Sheep runs out the door. So he's mm-hmm. like, ah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna take this this one. Um, so now Felix and Z are rushing downstairs with like these BS stories about how there's like there's no assailant upstairs and that their dad is just quote lying down, he's taking a nap. <laughs> he's taking a little nap. He's tired. Um, and so all four of um, these folks so um, are searching the basement. So it's Felix and Z and Aaron and Drake are searching the basement for more weapons and supplies. Um, and then back upstairs, Aaron is showing Z how to drive nails through these boards um, as like a weapon and a, like a self-defense or a home defense thing. Um, and naturally at this point, like there's a quiet moment. Z's like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> how do you, why are you like this? Why are you, you know? so good at killing? Yeah. <laughs> um, and we learn that Aaron grew up on a survivalist compound in the outback, uh, which is where she got all of these skills. We're like, mm. oh, okay, mm. gotcha. Crispin's not around. We forgot to say he made a run for it. Also. Yeah, that's yeah. right. When I don't, I can't believe I didn't note when, when Crispin left. I don't remember, but he went to check out the cars. And realized that they were kind of messed with, so they couldn't, like, leave. And then he ran again. He, like, made a run for it. Yeah. Yeah, because he's been gone for a while. Yeah, but it was, was, like, kind of early. It was after Amy died. Yeah. But maybe before any of the rest of it. Um, I can't remember. Oh, Kelly ran off, and they didn't know if she was alive or not. And he was like, well, maybe she's fine. You know, maybe, and I didn't see, you know, maybe I can go. So he ran out there, and no one was around. Because that dude had chased her to the neighbor's house. Right. And so he's been gone ever since then. Yeah. And then he left and... Yeah. Gone um, ever since. And she's right. like, don't tell Chris. Christmas doesn't know. She, he doesn't know. He doesn't know this about me. I know. <laughs> um, kind so, big, yeah. Uh, kind of a big detail. <laughs> yeah. To know. You can find out later. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah. So, Aaron and Z are upstairs. Um kind of uh, home aloneing the house. Yeah. Um, and so Felix and Drake, our, our oldest and youngest brothers of the family, are still down in the basement. And Felix decides at this point he's just going to kill Drake himself. And so he starts thrusting like half a dozen different tools into Drake, like just stabbing him and just like keeps like, oh, the screwdriver. Oh, another screwdriver. Oh, a chisel. Like, okay. He's like, you're not dying. Yeah, he goes, would you just die already? This is hard enough for me. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so I put typical youngest. He's the worst. <laughs> He's the worst. This is so hard for me. Yeah, like, and I can what? say that because I'm the youngest. What's wrong with you? I'm the oldest. Ugh. Yeah, you know how bad we are. Yeah. We're rot- the worst. Rotten. Rotten to the core. <laughs> the narcissism. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Yeah, so that's what's happening downstairs. Drake is Drake is being murdered by his baby brother down in the basement. Uh-huh. Um, and then upstairs, so Z and Aaron have taken these boards with the nails on them um, and put them like on the floor inside the broken windows um, in the in the dining room. And at this, like for a second, Z almost decides to try and bring Aaron with a board, like she's behind her and she's got the board raised and everything, like she's gonna do it. But then the moment passes and and. Uh, so Aaron um, goes upstairs uh, to check on Paul, who they all think is up there lying down. Um, and she's got her meat cleaver uh, and she finds Paul's body and um, Fox is up there. And so she escapes by leaping through and out the window, um, mm-hmm. the second floor window. And not, it wasn't even like open. She like went through the glass over the roof line. Yeah, she hit didn't the ground. Like dive. Yeah, she did. Didn't even hesitate. Was just like ship. And out she goes. Um and she does end up with a pretty big uh, glass shard in her leg, but she runs anyway through the woods. Um, and Sheep finds her out there uh, and starts chasing her. She ends up running back into the house. Um, and then Sheep goes to enter through um, one of the broken windows. And he looks in and he sees um, the a board with the nails sticking out of him. And he's like pretty pleased with himself that he spots it. And so then he climbs through and steps on a different row of boards mm-hmm. with nails on that he didn't see. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was, yeah, definitely that Home Alone moment of stepping on the nails. And he's like, ah! And you're like... Less humorous. But yeah. It definitely impacts him. So while he's screaming um, upstairs, she, Felix is... like in a little is, uh, area for, that's like... It's like a... Not a sitting area, but it's like... Has like curtains and she's sort of hiding there. But. Yeah, they're like um, like kind of window seats in front of some of the windows yeah. that have like big heavy curtains you can draw over the windows, but then it also blocks the little alcove of the... Yeah, And yeah. That, that's where they had had Drake hidden before too. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah so she's mm-hmm. hiding in there now. Um... And so, like, upstairs, um, they hear, like, the screaming, and so Felix says to the fox, like, would you mind checking on that? I believe that's what I'm paying you for. And so Mm -hmm. we're like, definitely, okay, this is what's going down. Yeah, scumbag. Yeah. So after Fox leaves to go downstairs, Felix and Z actually start, like, fooling around on the bed, like, almost on top of the mom's dead body. Yes. Um, And when Felix is like... I mean, come on, like, I, I'm not going to do this. Like, this is my mom, you know, just like, I'm just not in the mood. And, and Z goes, you never want to do anything interesting. <laughs> He's like, I don't think that's a fair... Like, fair criticism. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm like, I'm dying. I was laughing so hard. I was like, you guys are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so then Felix leaves and Z goes over and, like, takes the ring off the mom's hand, like the diamond, her diamond, whatever, wedding oh. set or whatever, and puts it on. I'm like, Ew. Ew, you're trash. You're a terrible person. Terrible person. Um, so downstairs, Felix is like, you know, sheep and fox are downstairs, and Felix is like shouting at them, like he's super pissed. And so Aaron overhears the whole story, and so now she mm-hmm. knows, like, you know, why he's this like, is all happening. You should have done like this was an easy job, and you've done messes yeah. all up, and yeah, and yeah. one because we find out that Cat was sheep's brother. And um, so he that was why he was like so upset when he found him dead. Mm-hmm. And so then like Felix is like started trying to offer them more money and all this stuff like it's just but Aaron's listening to all of this. So she knows she knows what's going down yeah. um, and that this was all Felix's plan to get the like sizable inheritance of the family all to himself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, you know, they um, 
Fox goes after Aaron again. Um, she escapes and she gets back outside. Um, she gets one over on sheep at one point and uh, she finishes him with a knife in his head. Um, and then she now she gets a string and a brick and rigs the axe at the front door to impale whoever comes through. So again, mm-hmm. like this is, you know, Booty leveled chance. up home alone. Yeah. Um, and uh, so Felix Z and the fox mask are all heading down the road. They're still looking for her. So they don't know that um, she's back inside or that she's killed the sheep at this point. Um, and then Fox is like, maybe she turned back. So he goes back. Um, but he comes in through the window instead of the booby trapped front door. Um, she's got a, like a stove length of, of wood. And so she smashes all the lights in the basement and sets up her digital camera to like make all these flashes to lure Fox to that corner. And then she brains him with the stove length and beats him to death with it. Because that's, you know, what she's good at. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now she's like total. I love it. She's like sp- splattered in blood like her whole face every inch of her is just like blood splatter um it's kind of amazing it's like the the 90s graffiti like uh, clothing style where it was yeah. like all the neon paint splatter yeah and, <laughs> and you're like i'm yeah. just a cool and eccentric artist but i used blood instead of neon pink paint. yeah uh, but yeah because she's she's killed all three of the of the mercenaries at this mm-hmm. point um but Felix has the crossbow that the fox gave um, him, and so he shoots her from outside, um, and he thinks that he got her, but then when he goes in, she's gone. Um, and now Z gets the crossbow, and she's um, stalking Aaron through the house. Um, but, like, Aaron kind of gets the drop on her, and they're struggling and fighting when Felix comes in. And so at this point, Aaron has uh, a knife in her back, and she grabs the base of a blender, plugs it in, and puts the blade into the top of Felix's head mm-hmm. and basically blends the top of his head off. Yeah. Um, which, you know, increases the splatter even that more was so. Very, that was a big, that was like, if you, have, you know, in Dummyland, how they like rate kills, like mm, that's yeah. so definitely like a 10. I think. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it's not the last one of the movie, but it's like definitely they were building and building and building. That's and so, a good line. Yeah. Um, because after she does that to um, Felix, she like pulls the knife out of her back and buries it in Z's skull. So Z's the mm-hmm. last one that she kills. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now she's, you know, she's just like panting, like, oh, uh, enough uh, already. Uh, like, there's, come like, blood on. everywhere. She's like finally Give me sitting a on break. the ground. Like, can I just <laughs> sit down for a minute? I loved in that scene where she's like fighting against Felix and she like takes the water from the stove and throws it at him. And he's like, it's not even hot, you bitch. And then he slips immediately and <laughs> yeah. cracks his head and he's like Ugh, and you're like ha, 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 ha. <laughs> a little, little uh, physical comedy in there I know, just like, to keep do, it light do, 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 do. <laughs> oh yeah because that Dummy. was one of the sort of like the defense things that she did a long time ago was to boil the water to like have mm-hmm. it as a defense but it had been so long that it wasn't it yeah. wasn't hot anymore yeah um, okay, so now everybody's dead, right? Um, but they're all dead except for Crispin. We yeah. don't know where. So Felix's phone rings, yeah, and it's Crispin. And she, uh, Aaron answers it, but she doesn't say anything. And she hears Crispin say, is it all done in there or what? And she's like, oh, fuck. And realizes uh-huh. that Crispin was in on it with Felix and Z. Mm-hmm. Um, so he comes inside, back into the house, and sees that it's Aaron holding the phone. And she's also holding a knife. Mm-hmm. Um, and he gives like this long sociopathic speech about how it could all be okay with him as the sole beneficiary and her and his corner as the witness. Uh, but instead, she stabs him first in the neck and then in the eye. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but then, of course, now finally, John Q. Law shows up and shoots her through the window because clearly she's an assailant mm-hmm. <laughs> from the, the eyes somebody. of somebody. Yeah, covered in blood and brain matter. I know. Pretty clear. Well, I loved like when he's talking to quote unquote Felix, and he's like, "I know you're upset. I left, but I just couldn't handle all the blood. I'm a pacifist, <laughs> I'm right? Like, oh, he's such man, a little you suck, bitch. You suck so hard with your round face. <laughs> yeah, not able to run. Oh, you suck. Okay, yeah." Um, okay, but the, so the, the cop only got, um, Aaron in the shoulder, um, mm-hmm. and because it's Aaron, she's obviously fine. I mean, that's like the least mm-hmm. of what she's been through tonight. She's like, oof. Oh, yeah, right? <laughs> Itches. <laughs> yeah, um, and, but she tries, she still, she tries to warn the cop not to come through the front door. Yeah. Because it's still booby-trapped. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he does, because he's, you know, he, I'm going to do what I want. I'm a whatever. Do what I want. Yeah. Um, and so he does, and he gets the axe in the chest, um, and then this was like, you know, the axe, like, hits his chest, and then the whole thing explodes into the bloody title card for the end of the movie. You're next. You're next. I know. Yeah. So that's that's your next, my Thanksgiving pick for 2021. Yeah, family dinner. <laughs> yeah. A family all, dinner. Hilarity ensues. All the beauty of family interactions. <laughs> Did you think it was no. scary? Um, no. I mean, I didn't. I wasn't like scared. I did think that part with the mom under the and yeah. the guy under the bed that was kind of I was like ooh, but yeah, I wasn't, that like, moment was creepy. Like it wouldn't give me nightmares. No, but like definitely entertaining. Mm-hmm. Really, in a, really funny at, at the parts where you need that like tension breaking and it's not cheesy. Yeah, um, really, it was really good. I loved it. So I I thought it was. Not scary, but I guess if someone is super sensitive to, like, gore and they oh. find that scary, then that would be scary yeah. to them. Um, but I loved Erin. I loved the big, huge plot twist that she was a survivalist. Yeah. And at a compound. This, like, insane badass. <laughs> I know. Right. And then he's, like, Crispin shows up. He's, like, I know, I'm a pacifist. And then he's... <laughs> and she's standing there with a knife in like, her hand, you covered were, in blood. <laughs> You're an asshole. Yeah, you're oh a piece gosh. of shit. Like, yeah, <laughs> fuck you. Oh my gosh. So, I don't know. I just thought it was really, really fun. I mean, if you can call that kind of movie fun. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, the beginning part with the neighbors, like, and then they kind of, um, you don't know what they did, or they seem to, like, not even know who these people are, and then they get killed, the neighbors do, and then the, the parents go to to like open and air out the house essentially and get uh-huh. ready for guests and they're like oh that's so and so's here like I can't remember his name yeah oh, and did you hear he left his wife for some grad student yeah and on the inside I was sort of like wah wah <laughs> <laughs> bet you wishing you'd stayed in the city with your wife now <laughs> I know and I'm like no wonder that grad student looked so bored she was so bored with him <laughs> she looked like she's like Ugh. she had like this dead eyed look where she's like whatever I'm gonna turn on my fucking music and make a screwdriver. <laughs> it's the only way I can get through having to sleep I with know, you. I know, I know. So I thought that was really good. And uh, just the setting was really good. The writing was great. Mm-hmm. Um, our heroine was a badass. Yeah. I liked the ending, how it was kind of ambiguous. It reminded me a lot of, uh, like, Night of the Living Dead. Like, except in Night of the Living Dead, which I mentioned before we recorded, everyone was really being stupid mm-hmm. in the in that movie. And, and this one, they weren't. They were trying to be like, you know, what, what can we do? Like trying to not be 
at first they're like, oh, kind of going crazy and yeah. screaming and stuff. And then they're like, okay, like they're listening to her. Yeah. And instead they're of, like trying to make a rational plan, mm-hmm. you know, based on what was their understanding of what was going on. Yeah. And they're like being very like they, they just met her. Yeah. But they saw how like cool she was yeah. and like collected and they were listening to her uh, in a lot of ways when she's like, we should do this, that. And they're like, OK, like, they, yeah, right. I don't have a better idea. So. Exactly. <laughs> and some so many times in horror movies, especially a female, mm-hmm. um, everyone knows better. Yeah. And so I really thought that was I mean, in the end, it didn't really help them because it was inside job. Right. Yeah. There was there was no way for them to, you know, good choice themselves out of that situation mm-hmm. because they didn't know what they were dealing with. Exactly. So, um, but I loved it. I thought it was really good. And um, I know we're going to go into like what other movies it's similar to, Mm -hmm. but, um, and I can share why I like this more than those other ones. (laughs) (laughs) Or like, we'll just kind of clicked. And I had a random question that kind of thought brought up. I thought about when I was watching it is like, what would I do in that situation? How would I act? Mm -hmm. Would I be cool, calm and collected or would I be freaking out? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'd like to think I'd have a level head because, I mean, not that watching any of these movies prepares me in any way, but I'm more thinking about, like, as a parent, when I've dealt with that stuff. Not, like, people shooting arrows at me, but, like, oh, my child is, like, bleeding from the head and there's blood pouring in stitches, and I'm always, like, I'm, like... Okay, we need to get Yeah, like I go into a different mode. Yeah, Like your brain kind of clicks over to be like, no, like absolute, like survivalist, what needs to happen, like not thinking about feelings or fear or, you know, anything like that. You just go in, because I've had the same thing, like when, you know, they were hurt and they needed to go to the hospital and get stitches and everything. And you just be like, okay, well, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And I don't know if that's partly like... Apply pressure to your head. Yeah. Okay. You're totally fine. Everything's going to be fine. (laughs) You, you're going to go get the car keys and you, you're going to blah, blah, blah. And then so-and-so is going to stay with this kid. And, and everyone around you is freaking out. Yeah. And you're like, okay. And then you just go. Yeah. That's sort of where I was coming from. Yeah. In, in my rationale. Yeah, that's, from- that's the only reason why I might think that I would do okay in that situation is yes. because I know that I've reacted that way to much more <laughs> minor <laughs> emergencies in my my experience. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe all the horror in Walking Dead wouldn't hurt. <laughs> all yeah. that stuff I've been watching maybe I'm wondering but like um, so I don't know could be did you think it was scary uh, no like you, like you said um, as far as like uh, giving you nightmares or making you afraid to walk through your house in the dark you know it's not that kind of scary and we're obviously super desensitized to the violence and the gore um, yeah. and so if you found that ups- I think that even if you found that upsetting you wouldn't find this scary you'd just yeah. be like kind of nauseated by like, it. disgusted <laughs> yeah, well like, like our friend our friend Janelle who is like, oh yeah she's very sensitive to that, to that stuff and I've made her read different books for book club like The Alienist mm-hmm. she loved that book but she's like Meredith I feel like I'm gonna throw up reading this because it's really gory descriptions and I forgot and yeah. honestly because it didn't phase me mm-hmm. and I read it and loved it and I was like oh everyone should love this and then yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, there is a lot of, like... There's some upsetting stuff in oh, there. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> it's, it's pretty bad. And yeah. So um, I feel yeah. like it's not um, it's not scary in that way. And even if it was, a, like, tipping in that direction, the, like, really deliberate um, and well-timed use of humor mm-hmm. in it um, really, like you said, like, is cuts the moments 
Um, and I think that that's what makes the humor funnier is because they choose those moments to insert it where you're not expecting yeah. someone to make a joke, or, but they're not making jokes. They're just saying stuff that to the outsider is humorous. Yeah. And so, um, and it seems genuine. Like, yeah. It, it seems like yeah. Like they don't like... realize that what they're saying is ridiculous. Yeah. Like they're just, you know, they're just being them and it's hysterical. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like like you mentioned, um, you know, kind of comparing this a little bit to some other movies with similar premises. Um, so the two that come to mind that I'd mentioned um, to you before we started were um, Ready or Not and The Strangers. And so mm-hmm. Ready or Not, I know you said that you hadn't seen it and I would recommend it to anyone. Um, but it's another big mansion family group. Um, people like it's really just one person being hunted mm-hmm. um, but it's like you know kind of gory and violent in that way and then survivalist for the person being hunted um, and but it has that same presence of humor mm-hmm. um, that makes it like super super entertaining but it's not scary in that same way while I feel like The Strangers which is the one with Liv Tyler mm-hmm. where it's just her and the one guy and sometimes just her in yeah. the isolated cabin it's not a whole cast of characters there it's just mostly her by herself or mm-hmm. with one other person being um hunted or pursued in the house and on the property in the same way i feel like that movie is really really scary yeah. um yeah. and i don't know if it, it has no humor in it whatsoever it is like a hundred percent serious yeah. and so i don't know if that's part of the reason why it's scarier or if it's because she's alone for most of it that makes it scarier mm-hmm. um but all three movies kind of have this same concept with a couple of like nuanced differences Mm -hmm. um but the strangers is the only one that i would say was actually scary oh yeah yeah that one was terrifying it had a lot of when it came out people were making comparisons to like the manson family yeah they're just like randomly targeted and um in that movie like i would say i liked this movie more than that because whenever i watched the strangers i watched it a handful of times and i just come away feeling like oh that's just a bummer yeah like Sometimes movies are, like, they're really good, but then you're like, well, I'm just, like, feeling icky and depressed. Yeah. Uh, Why did I watch that? Yeah. It's like watching Schindler's List for fun. Like, no one's ever going to do that because it's horrifying. Although I do do watch The Deer Hunter for fun, and my husband pointed (laughs) out that there's probably something wrong with me about that. Sure, sure. Right. We have, well, I mean, we also have our nostalgic movies where we, like, grew up watching it, and you find it very compelling and Mm -hmm. and really good. But um, I love that movie. However, I just felt like Liv Tyler was so, she's just so, like, weak. Yeah, she was pathetic. Empathetic. She was a Wendy Torrance. She was. And also, right before that whole thing started, she had rejected her boyfriend's Mm -hmm. proposal of marriage. And she was all like, I don't know what to, like, everyone was depressed. Yeah. And then she starts seeing these creepy people in masks and whatever. Like, it's like, slowly hunting her. Mm -hmm. Um, So... Well, I would say that's a scary movie. I don't know if I'd even really recommend that to people, but... Um, I mean, unless I mean, they maybe. wanted to be upset by something. Exactly. It is. It's upsetting. I want to see an upsetting movie. Great. Yeah. Watch The I Strangers. Got, I got the one for you. I really want to see something yeah. that's similar to The Manson Family. I'd be like, <laughs> I have the movie for you. Yeah. Watch The Strangers. But I didn't even really think of it in those terms that all three of those, like, really the main character is female. Mm-hmm. Um, and in um, Ready or Not, the main she's not um, 
she's not like, oh, she grew up on a survivalist compound and she has all of these skills, Mm -hmm. but she's like a foster kid (laughs) Mm -hmm. and she's marrying into this like super big rich family. But as she, you know, finds herself in danger and finds herself at risk, you start seeing her like make really street smart, like canny choices. So she's scrappy. Yeah. Like she's, she's had to survive some shit. Maybe not like dingoes in the outback, but she's, (laughs) she's not like, you know, this little victim that's never been in an uncomfortable situation or had to figure out how to solve a problem or get out of a bad situation. Yeah. Um, And so she's, her background is like, you know, kind of similar. Um, she just doesn't come to it with like all of these like militaristic skills mm-hmm. like Aaron's character did. Yeah. Um, but yeah. you do see her do a lot of stuff where you're like, yeah, girl, like get it. Like she impresses you with her choices and the things oh. that she does to to survive and to protect herself. I'm intrigued. I'll have to watch it. It sounds really yeah. Sounds really good. I also appreciated for this movie though the ending was pretty ambiguous. Yeah. Like, you, you're like, she's going to be the victor. And then she gets shot, and then she essentially assaults a police officer inadvertently, yeah, of course. Yeah, unintentionally. And then, um, you know, then you see, like, in the credits, is, it has, like, a newspaper, is like, victim, question mark? Like, you don't know yeah. if she got into trouble, like, what happened with her for just, like, defending herself, but then, like, wailing on all these people who, yeah. <laughs> who are terrible. Um but when you think but, about yeah. the the forensics team going into that house and trying to piece together any of how any of that happened, that's she crazy. could tell any story she wanted. Yeah. And I mean, and that's what they were counting on when they had this plan in place uh-huh. was that it was just going to like the family members that survived were just going to be able to walk away being like, oh, my God, we were just attacked out of nowhere uh, because mm-hmm. it was so chaotic. And yeah. so I really feel like. You know, uh, uh, with that, you know, getting shot by the cop was like a little snag in it. But it's like she could probably, you know, say like these three guys, the only three here in like military gear attacked the family. We all fought back. I'm the only one that survived, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Except you saw me stab somebody in the eye. Ooh, well, but that oops. guy's dead. Oh, great. Yeah. Well, that bully for her. Bully she for get, her. She can get away she with it. She gets to go back to Australia. I know. But back to the outback. <laughs> I actually prefer the dingoes. <laughs> with the dingoes. But I was like, she didn't hear it the money. Wait, no, she wouldn't. She's not feeling no, So not she me. gets nothing and she has a story to tell. Yeah, totally. It's <laughs> crazy. Um, let's see. What else? What did you want to do your parent recommendation? Parent corner? Yeah. Um, Grace did not watch this. Um, you know, the this was the first time I was seeing it in a couple of years. Um, but I didn't I didn't ask her if she wanted to watch it with me. Not necessarily because um I didn't want her to see it because actually Not like, because of a position you had on it. Right. right? Okay. Um maybe I just needed some alone time that day when I was watching it. <laughs> um to take my copious notes for my recap. Oh yeah. But um she Ready or Not, um, is one of her favorite movies. So like <sighs> she I think that um she would like it, uh, you know, with with that like similarity. Um, but it is it's really violent. It's oh, yeah. really, really bloody. Um, like it had me even doing that, like that, you know, the emoji face where it's like, ooh, ooh like with the teeth. Yeah, that was, with I the was teeth. doing that a few times. I was like, ooh, like yeah, especially pulling on your your ooh, neckline. Ooh, <laughs> ooh. And it, like uh, especially like the meat cleaver part where yeah. it's like. And then like, you're like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's not like she's never seen yeah. gory stuff before. Um, but you know, it's like I didn't necessarily think that this needed to be added to her 
repertoire. So, yeah, right. Yeah, I think. But I mean, if she had wanted to watch it with me or she had come in and maybe she did come in at one point and watch part of it with me. I can't remember. Can't remember. Um, But yeah, it's for other people with their kids. This is not one for kids. Is it like a 16 and older situation? I think so. I mean, yeah, unless, um, you know, they because kids these days are really desensitized way more than previous generations for the gore stuff. And also for it to be really realistic looking because everything that's done now that's digital is everything is so realistic looking. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So they might not be upset by it, and maybe that's the problem. <laughs> but there's mm-hmm. no there's no inappropriate material in it any other way. I mean, there's not a, even a ton of swearing. I don't think there might have been a handful of f bombs or something, but you know, not not like Sam Jackson level swearing. No, no. Um, or and or there's, uh, Roy. No, no, or Roy Kent. Roy Kent, <laughs> that charming, charming swearing man um, with Phoebe. Uh, with Phoebe. Oh, I know. She's like, want to come to the podiatrist with me. <laughs> I'd love to. Oh my gosh, so funny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then there's no there's no nudity, there's no adult scenes, there's, you know, I mean, except for when they start making out on the mom's body, but even that, like, doesn't get anywhere sex-wise. Yeah. Even, like, the sex scene at the beginning with oh, the pro- yeah. board professor. Yeah. I don't even think they really show anything. They don't show Not any, really. yeah, any body parts. It's them, like, writhing in bed, but you're, like, coming in right at the end of the act, and then he rolls over, and she rolls her eyes, like, that kind of thing. She's like, ugh. Oh, God. Uh, okay. Yeah. So, but, yeah, my for disc on repeat. I think yeah. that, um, first of all, I don't, I don't think that slashers would be your, your starting point with kids and horror, and if you're mm-hmm. going to, start with classics like Friday the 13th. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Take a stand. Yeah. Do Friday the 13th. I mean, I've only just started showing my kids the Hunger Games. That's the most violent we've gotten. Yeah. And that's pretty, I mean, geez, the, you know. Yeah, it's pretty violent. Yeah. And it's kids. Yeah. Kids killing other kids. I did have my kids close their eyes, like, in the first movie with the tracker... The Jacker. Jackers? Yeah, that part. I was like, close your eyes. And then, then, because you see when she gets her... The bow and everything. Yeah, um, I feel like in the second uh, one, there's more violent like attacks, like them being like uber aggressive because it's all of the victors that yeah. are like at that point are like killers. They're not like new to the games. Yeah, they're not like all running to the cornucopia. Anyway, right. we've diverted. We've diverted. <laughs> we've diverted. We've we've diverted. We, we went to Ted Lasso. <laughs> now we're in the Hunger Games. Well, that's just us. That's us. That's yeah. how we. What we that's do. How we podcast during the day. Yeah, I know, right. <laughs> Um, well, I think that was a really good synopsis. If anyone hasn't watched this, I mean, you've gotten a good, like... Yeah, you, you know, know what's going to happen. Gonna you know happen. The, the twist and everything. But it's still, I mean, it's entertaining as hell. Yeah. Like, it's worth watching. Definitely. And there's a lot of, like, really good quips and insults and things that yeah. the, the siblings throw at each other. And it's it's really funny. I think it resonates to anybody with anybody who has, like, siblings that annoy them. Or yeah. it's, like, the whole, the tired things that you've been, like, you're adults, but they're still teasing you about the thing from when you were a kid. And yeah. it's, like, not, it's funny to everybody else and it's not funny to you. <laughs> right? <laughs> they're like, who's the fast? And he's like, I'm the fastest, but I have a fucking arrow in my back. <laughs> like, you guys never think I can do anything <laughs> i was laughing so hard <laughs> um so yeah I, I i recommend watching it if you haven't so um especially before thanksgiving you might as well yeah it's, it's hey watch it with one. your family watch it with your family on thanksgiving have your people who are get repulsed at violent bloody gore yeah 
you know, get get sick. Yeah, watch this after <laughs> they've stuffed themselves to splitting. I know. Um, so our next movie is going to be for the holidays, Krampus. Krampus. Which I'm super stoked about. Tony um, Collette and Adam Scott I and uh, David it. Koechner. Is it David? I oh, I don't remember. But I'm excited because I, well, as a kid, I lived in Europe for a few years and we had, there was Krampus and it's like, it's very dark there. Like there's not only St. Nick. If you're naughty and the Germans and the Swiss will tell you like this, this devil's going to come yeah. snatch you. It's not coal in your and stocking. Be, and beat you to it, death. It's, it's going to take you for to the netherworld. For being an asshole. And you're like, <laughs> really? Oh crap. I guess I better be good. I know. <laughs> yeah. So they're, they're not above like terror, <laughs> terrifying yeah. you. Um, so that will be our last episode for the year, our mm-hmm. 20th episode, and then we'll reconvene because there are, are always more horror Oh, yeah. Movies a limitless supply. About. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, they're releasing them faster than we're recording episodes, so. Yeah, I, I can't even, can't, don't even know what to do. Yeah. But, um, yeah, if you've never seen Krampus, absolutely watch it. Oh, it's I loved like, it. It has something in common, I think, with, with your next in that it is so entertaining. It's It's got humor blended into it in, like, the perfect amount with mm-hmm. the perfect timing. Um and it's creepy and it's creative and it's got great characters. It's just so entertaining. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. And I can't wait to talk about it yeah. next time. So that's it for now. Bye. Bye.